This episode of Hustle and Pro is sponsored by the Frisco College Baseball Classic, presented by Baylor Scott and White Sports Performance Center at the Star. On February 28th through March 1st, 2020, you can check out D1 Baseball from Texas A&M, UCLA, Oklahoma State, and Illinois as they battle it out at Dr. Pepper Ballpark. So head to FriscoClassic.com for tickets and game time information. Frisco Classic, best outside of Omaha. This is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from Wee League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to Hustle and Pro. The idea of baseball season being upon us makes me happy. My Rangers and my Rough Riders making trades and um, working on their fields may, um, also means that college baseball is back, and we get to experience some of that goodness here in Frisco, too. And today we have Nathan Woolridge um, to talk to us a little bit about that. How's it going, Nathan? It's going well, going well. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. So before we jump into some of this Frisco College baseball that we're going to talk about, I want to know a little bit about you personally with some of these quick hits that we do off the top. So okay, who's your favorite athlete? Favorite athlete, current or? All time. All time. Um, probably Dizzy Dean who was a pitcher for the Cardinals. I don't know, 50s. Dizzy Dean. Yeah. A pitcher for the Cardinals in the 50s? Yeah, wow. he's uh, from a small town called Dardanelle, Arkansas. And I grew up in small town, Arkansas, so I kind of can relate. Awesome. Dizzy Dean. Dizzy Dean. That's a great name. It is. What is your favorite sport? Favorite sport is baseball, by far. Okay, that was a quick answer. So do you have any sports superstitions from maybe when you were an athlete or favorite superstitions that you've seen athletes do? Um, by far, it is not stepping on the chalk in baseball. Yes. And every time I see a pitcher walking to the mound and he steps on the chalk, it, it just breaks my heart. He's dead to it's, you. It's very disappointing. Yes. Uh, it's pretty much inevitable he's going to have a bad inning. Oh, it's a so curse. It's, it is a curse. The sacred chalk in lines. High school baseball, if we got caught, doing warm-ups, stepping on the chalk, we would we would get benched. Wow. It's a big deal. Take it, Yeah, take it seriously. Take I chances. like watching them chalk the field. Yeah. I don't know why. It's satisfying to it watch, is. just well, to watch the lines the real, go down. It's got to be the real chalk, though. It can't be the paint. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. It's got to like, be the actual chalk where you see it fall out, whereas the paint you're spraying out. Oh, I think it's the chalk. So, so maybe we're at, like... We get to the Rough Riders before the games, and sometimes if we're there really early, watching from the club, eating, um, I'm just like fixated watching them, mm-hmm. especially the area on the batter's box when they do the frame, like put the frame down and then chalk it and then measure it and like it's all like that. It's like a work of art. It's great. It's straight yeah. lines. They actually they do, do use the the real the real chalk, stuff, the right? Real okay, stuff, yeah. good, good. I didn't want to call out the Rough Riders. <laughs> Okay, let's dive into a little bit of this D1 baseball talk that uh, I mentioned and the tournament that's coming up where we can all catch a weekend of great baseball here in Frisco. So tell me, who will we see uh, February 28th, 29th, and March 1st here in Frisco? Yeah, uh, this year we are bringing A&M back for the second time. So Texas A&M will be here. Oklahoma State will also be back for a second time. And to cap it off will be UCLA and Illinois and uh Three of those four, actually the rankings just came out yesterday with college baseball uh, news, and three of those four top 25. Ah. All four are within the top 50. Anybody that, um, like what are the prospects and the names that people are going to mo- most likely 
come into the ballpark to see that weekend? Oh, uh, specific player names? Sure. I probably uh, can't name off a lot of them. I knew the Josh Young last year at Texas yes. Tech. That was the big one that everybody came for to the, to the Frisco Classic. Myself this year, included. This year, I'm not. I'm honestly not sure. I know A&M's got a couple kids um, that are likely going to be some, some top-round draft picks, and so UCLA's got a couple pitchers um, that, that are going to be high draft picks. So I would assume – those two teams primarily. Um, Oklahoma State yeah. also. I mean, Oklahoma State's loaded. They're going to be very good. So those I don't Aggie. know specific names, but but uh, there's I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people come check them out. Well, those Aggies are going to be coming out in full force, I'm sure. Oh yeah. All those all those A and M folks that are around here, and since that's our only Texas team this year, they're probably going to be a lot of maroon in the in the stands. So so we're talking about the Frisco Classic and. But this is not just um, a night or whatever of baseball. So tell me the kind of the format of how this tournament looks. So the way that the, the tournament is set up is uh, there's two games each day. It starts on Friday. Uh, we actually have a practice day on Thursday before. So all four teams come in on Thursday, whether they're flying or chartering a bus. And then they'll practice on some point to our practice period during the day on the field. And then we go into Friday. We have a welcome breakfast for the team that morning. We host that over at Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center at the Star. Um, very cool setup over there. But then after that, we get into the games. So we have two games, uh, be two games each day. And there's six games total throughout the weekend. So each team each team plays a total of one game per day or three total throughout the, throughout the weekend. Okay. So when you're coming as a, as a spectator, and even if you're not, I was going to say fan, but I'm not a fan of any of those colleges because my Red Raiders came last year, and hopefully just, they'll be uh, back another year. College right? baseball fan in right. general. But I would just go to watch just yeah. um, because it's five minutes away, and why not? There's really good baseball here. So, um, But like UCLA, for example, UCLA, Oklahoma State starts it off at 3, and then A&M, Illinois at 7. That's Friday night. But then Saturday the games are 2 and 6, and then Sunday the games are 11 and 3. So there's pretty much got to be one of those times that you're available if you want to go catch some baseball. But I also want to talk about how affordable it is, right? Because that's two games. You can get into the ballpark for, I think your lowest tickets just for GA is like 10 bucks. 10 right? bucks, yeah. So we make it where a family of four can come for the whole weekend for under $100. And so wow. you can do a $10 day pass, get you a general admission seating, which is the um, outfield berm area. Um, there's usually some some open seats in the reserve seating, so don't tell anybody that. Uh, <laughs> but you can... You get a, a single ticket, we'll get you both games on the same day, or you can get a weekend plan, uh, which is $25, and get you all six games. All six so games. save some money that way, too. For the 25 And then if you want different seating options, those start at 15 They do. So it goes from 15 uh, for the day, uh, and I believe that one is uh, 35 for the weekend, and then it goes all the way up to our very best seats, which are right behind home plate. Uh, that one, I believe, is 35 for the day. Um, and I'm not sure. I think the 90 for the weekend. Yeah. For, for the weekend. Okay. Plan. I'm not looking at them right in front of me, but um, that's, that, that's awesome. our most expensive, best premier seat in the house right behind home plate. That's great. That's a good gift for somebody, especially like corporate outings, right? Absolutely. And I also saw, I don't, I don't know if this is new, but I saw that you can add on club access. It is new. Is so that new? We had it last year on a game-by-game -game basis, you could go in and actually get all-inclusive food and beverage with it as well. But this year, with food and beverage costs skyrocketing, we wanted to give people the opportunity where they can at least go inside. Um, food and beverage has to be purchased separately, but there is an, an add-on option for $15. You get club access for the day, which is the indoor JCPenney Club, second level behind home plate, and you get access to the private bar. Um, and then the outdoor seating up there as well. But just in case there's chilly weather or rainy weather, you can have access to be indoors or it's climate controlled. The, the main thing, what we've seen is people want to be able to get 
inside if it's cold yes. or inside if it's drizzly for any reason. But this year the weather's going to be beautiful, so I don't know if anybody's going to want to be inside. Great. Okay, and I also know that you mentioned Baylor Scott and White uh, sports performance at the Star, right? Yes. So is that is that um, a partner, a new partner with you guys, or that you've partnered with them already last they've year? They've actually been since they've been our presenting sponsor since we started in 2017. So okay. they bought into what we were trying to build and our vision, and they believed in us. And uh, and then they've really grown with us throughout the last three years. Or I guess going into fourth year now. It's quite a partner. Uh, yeah, yeah, they've been outstanding. It's there. There are. So it's the Frisco College Baseball Classic presented by Baylor Scott and White Sports Performance Center at the Star. So it is a mouthful, but uh, it's definitely worth it. Um, they they are fantastic partners. They've done a great job. Around here, we're used to that. You know, yeah. we know we know <laughs> that long name, and I bet you that helps recruit even better teams to come in. I bet everybody wants to get into the facilities here in Frisco, right? It does, because what uh, what that gives us is Baylor Scott and White gives uh, our, our teams the opportunity to work out and utilize that facility completely free of charge while they're here for the weekend. Um, so these teams come in and get to use that state-of-the-art workout space. It's which, a really great facility. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, I know the legends use it and work out there and have that gym, so I've gotten to... I don't, I've never done anything myself in there, but... Um, gotten to check it out it's beautiful and state-of-the-art stuff you'll have to come check out the welcome breakfast okay because we'll be on Sold. The, the turf indoor <laughs> field there now i also want to ask you about the charitable component to this because i remember there was a check presentation so how is that woven in yeah no uh so with our event we partner exclusively with the cystic fibrosis foundation and the reason for that is our company owners Ryan and Carol holloway they have a close relation to cf their niece avery who goes to lovejoy um, school district out in Lucas, mm-hmm. uh, she has CF. And so it's been a big, big part of their lives for, for many years. And so it's, 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 it's close to home. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we do some different things around the event. We take donations, um, at the event. We also take donations online when you're purchasing tickets. Uh, but more so than the fundraising component of it, we do a lot of awareness building. And so with cystic fibrosis, the this, this CF Foundation is one of the only foundations that over 90% of revenue generated goes specifically to research. Oh, wow. Um, and so they've made ex- exponential strides over the last 20 years, and they're, they're actually predicting that, that a cure is on the horizon. Um, and they've just approved some new medication that went through this past year that are, that are extending lives uh, more, than, more than anybody has really ever dreamed of, especially 10 years ago. And so we use the event to, to not only raise funds for them, but we also try to, to do our best to build awareness and just kind of educate the public. That's amazing that they are, you know, that close to, like you said, finding a cure. Absolutely. It's not there yet. Right. But, um, but it's, close it's, is, I mean, that's, there's just so much progress being made in so many areas like that. So to, to hear that it's maybe in sight is fantastic. Absolutely. For those kids, especially. Okay, so that's the Frisco Classic. It is the weekend of February 28th, which is also February 29th this year. And then it ends on March, uh, Sunday, March 1st of 2020. So to get tickets and find out more details and info, go to friscoclassic.com. And um, pretty much everything you need to know will be located there. But now I want to learn a little more about you personally, Nathan. Um, You mentioned quickly that baseball was your favorite sport. So... Is that growing up? Is that was that your only sport? Sports as a kid, what did that yeah, look like? So growing up, I actually was in about everything. Uh, I played baseball and, and football, basketball, golf, track. Um, as far as when you get into high school, you kind of focus a little more. Mm-hmm. I still didn't focus a little more. I still did 
baseball, basketball, football, oh, wow. and golf. So, so I had, this, this goes back to that small town. It does. I grew up in a small town in Arkansas called Magnet Cove, about 500 total people. Wow. We had one gas station. We had 42 kids in my senior class. Oh, so uh, you all played everything. We all played everything. We had to. Were you all any good at any of it? We were we were pretty salty at football. Okay. Um, we were a second, third round playoff type team. Okay. It's 2A Arkansas high school football. I yeah. mean, it's glorified yeah. JV. Um <laughs> Beyond that, baseball was our was our was our go to. We were pretty solid in baseball, basketball. We won nine games my whole high school career. Did you play after high school by chance? Um, I had some opportunities in from a lower level D three NAIA type um, baseball opportunities. Uh, just NAIA, it's pretty expensive to to go that route because they're not going to give you full mm-hmm. scholarship. So yeah. anyway, uh, I wanted to, uh, but realized pretty quickly that I wasn't. One, I wasn't quick enough, and then two, I didn't have the arm strength to be very successful, and so I kind of gave it up. And from there, I really shifted my focus on working in athletics, and so I, I worked for University of Arkansas football team for two oh. and a half seasons. You went to school that. there? I did. So I started at Arkansas Tech, a D2 school in Arkansas, and then um, was awful for a year and a half, I and mean, it was it was miserable. Uh, and then I transferred to University of Arkansas after that when I got, got employed with the team. The and, Razorbacks. And then I graduated from there. And, I guess the fall of 13. And what did you do for them as far as work, you say? The first year on staff, I was a student trainer. And so I was doing rehab and treatments with players, um, water duties, glorified water boy, Um, uh, doing a lot of OTC medications to the players, different things like that, kind Mm -hmm. of basic athletic training stuff. Um, And then the second year, I was what was considered a student assistant with Mm -hmm. the offensive coaches. And so I was doing film breakdowns and charting plays during games and Keeping stat lines and different things and, and pop times um, for, for punters and special teams. I was doing all kinds of stuff. That's neat. It was. But baseball is where you probably wanted to be. So you work for Peak Events, right? Yeah, so the, our parent company is technically Peak Sports. Peak Sports, uh, but okay. But Peak Events is the company that I, I guess, quote-unquote, oversee. Okay. And is that primarily back to baseball? It, it is um, to an extent. So I went to school to, to be a teacher. That's what I thought I wanted oh, to do, okay. a teacher and be an administrator. Went to grad school to be an administrator. Um, and I was working in athletics while I was doing all that, uh, doing all kinds of sports. But then our the company that I work for now was working real tight with their owner, and he pulled me down, down here because he had this idea to start a baseball tournament. And he thought that I would be the right person to, to get it off the ground, and so he brought me down, and um, we started it, and we – that was two years before it got off the ground, so it was in 2015. We started in 2017. Oh, it took that much ramp-up time? It did, yeah. from planning and selling. From and just, zero to yeah. now, yeah. And so we had success in year one um, and had success for two years after that. So now we're looking to replicate it in other parts of the state, and then we're looking at bringing other events outside of baseball here to the DFW Frisco area, So I, s- I saw the baseball tournament. Is the You replicated it first. Did you replicate it first in Round Rock, or was there is there another place also? So first in Round Rock. So okay. this will be our first second tournament okay <laughs> if that makes sense so it'll be our first, first expansion first, first expansion that's right okay very good so you mentioned arm speed and arm strength were you a pitcher i was in high school yeah yeah but i wasn't very good <laughs> i'm just being honest <laughs> but you love this sport right so growing up was that um who were your you mentioned that your i forgot his name already dizzy dean your dizzy dean guy um but who else what teams were you following when you I were was, kids uh, an obsessive st louis cardinals fan which is probably tough for, mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. down here in Dallas to, to accept. Yeah. Uh, which is understandable. I'm not so much a Cardinals fan anymore, uh, but I grew up very, very tight-knit with the cards. 
Albert Pujols, J.D. Mm-hmm. Drew, Mark McGuire. I remember the home run battle in 98. Yep. Um, went to many games in St. Louis. Used to always go to Houston to watch the Cardinals play the Astros when the, the Killer Bees were there with Bagwell, BGO, and Berkman back in the early 2000s. So, yeah. I didn't know St. the Louis Killer Cardinals. Bees was the nickname. Yeah. That's all great. Three of them. Mm-hmm. That's great. So then you were a pitcher, or was that your only position? Mostly no, middle pitcher? infield. Okay. Yeah, it was second short. That's uh, that's where I preferred. I dared to ask, but have you have you grown into a bit of a Rangers fan living in this market at all? Yeah. So ever okay. since I uh, so I went, it's a little backstory. I, I spent a whole bunch of money to take my brothers to a St. Louis Cardinals game. It's been five six years ago now, and got treated terribly by their venue staff. And so it just put a really sour taste in my mouth. And ever mm. since then, and they've been really bad the last few years, so it's been really easy not to like them. Easy to kind um, of jump off that way. Yeah, so with that, I've kind of transitioned to, to focus a little more on the Rangers. I have to be a little more up to date with things down here. And I have to be able to hold conversations with people who are Rangers fans. So I definitely sure. need to be educated. But yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm more a Rangers fan now than I ever was. Yeah, there's a lot of... The Rangers, like I said at the beginning, it's it's happy time because the Rangers are back in the news again, making some trades. I'm sad to lose players like Delino because mm-hmm. just personally, I think he's cool and I like his Twitter feed. But I know that we needed to upgrade in that position probably. But um, it's exciting to hear some of these trades being made and maybe our pitching's gonna get I feel upgraded. Like they, I feel like they they took forever to start. Yeah. I feel like all these other teams are making big moves and they're just sitting back. But it's let's good to see them finally making some moves. Some public stuff. Let's yes. just let's just assume JD's back there and quietly working his magic, and we just don't see it or hear about it yet. That's what we're gonna hope. That's what we're gonna hope. And with all the ballpark news, I mean, besides the the small fire and recent news, everything else hopefully is gonna be going well, and <laughs> that they open in time for opening day. That's gonna be a unique opening day if they can't get that figured out right. But yeah, you got to be a fan. I mean, you do this tournament in in our backyard here, um, mm-hmm. in their in their double A backyard. So it helps that you're you're finding your way to the Rangers. I bet then. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I've been to a few games, so it's it's really helped. Good. Me too. We don't go to very many since we're Frisco, like bubble um, locals here. We d- we do lots of Rough Riders and very few Rangers. Of course, we're watching them on TV, but we'll make the drive out there a couple times mm-hmm. a year. Some some birthday traditions for our son, of course. Got to get out there at least once, and then whenever we get to playoffs, we at least get out there for a playoff game. Hopefully, yeah. Got to get well, some playoff action. I did go. I've been to one playoff game. They played the Rays back 2012, or it's been a while. Um, but yeah, we try to go at least one a year. But I'm definitely more. I'm at 20 Rough Riders games a year in yeah. comparison to maybe one Rangers game. Yep. I know. I see you there at the ballpark every now and then. Yeah, often, usually working. Yeah. But uh, I do go for fun too. And so for everybody listening, um, if you are at the ballpark, and even if it's not a Frisco Classic event that you're at, you might see them. So look for their tent or booth and um, say hi to the Frisco Classic folks, whoever's working at that event, and they'll give you the scoop on the tournament coming up and what you can look forward to at the Frisco Classic next time. So Absolutely. It's usually a bright green tent. You, yep. can't, you can't miss it. Yep. It's a fun event. I enjoy it, and I look forward to it. Um, I know sometimes the weather hasn't always cooperated with you guys, but even so, sometimes those rainy cold games can be the best memories. You no, get bundled absolutely. up and get out there. We had I mean, two years ago with A&M uh, and Baylor. It was kind of a chilly Saturday, but they still had almost – 10,500 people in the park. And so that's one of my favorite memories for this for this event. It's yep. purely uh, just how, how cool it can be. 
and the number of people that can come out. And we're expecting a big crowd this year with a and Oh, yeah, for sure. Good stuff. Well, thanks, Nathan. It was good talking with you. And so everybody go hit up FriscoClassic.com for tickets and details for this year's tournament.